This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, Halflings! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... Hi! It's me, Olivia Kennedy, but you can call me Liv. I want to jump it in real quick. Strained. because It, it was strange because I realized we hadn't told our guests when to come in. And I was like, oh, I'm going to just jump in. <laughs> I introduce the guests. You oh, jump in before you finish talking. And I am joined. Hi! Bad Wait, Jeremy, you ready? And... Uh, and Jeremy Cobb, uh, but Ify Nwadawe calls me J in the Aramee tonight, oh lord, as in, I can feel it in the J in the Aramee tonight. Oh no, I got it immediately, Jeremy. Immediately, and I love it. Very good. You've been sitting on that one for a minute. Yes. That's nice. I've been sitting on these for so long. So long. Um, But we are back, and you may have guessed that Jeremy used a guest nickname. Yeah. You may have even heard yeah, yeah. the slight whisperings of a guest <gasps> in this episode already. Because we have a guest and not just any guest. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Get Hufflings. ready. It is the guest we have Get been ready, so folks. excited for for so freaking Girl long. your loins. Just literally <laughs> buckle up, okay? Uh, because... This person has been all over the TTRPG scene. Literally, think of every, any big TTRPG uh, uh, stream, YouTube, uh, podcast. They've been on it. Just name oh, one. Like, uh, they, oh, Even name if you didn't know they were there, they, you, were vis- they, they were yeah. in the background They were in the background. If they you, like, zoom there. in, if you enhance, there they enhance. are. Enhance. <laughs> enhance. They sat in on every episode of the Adventure Zone <laughs> Balance. They just never said a word, just for moral support. <laughs> From like a balcony above, just watching. <laughs> Crouch in the corner. Griffin McElroy's room and like office, and you're just perched, like gazing down. A silent protector. If you isolate the vocals every time the boys laugh, you know, in that big raucous energy, like my laugh is in there. I just yeah, didn't, it's didn't in there. know. It's all Once you've in enhanced, there. make sure you isolate the sounds, and yes. you will find. We'll find. Well, there will be no enhancing needed needed today because <laughs> the star of this uh, week's episode of Three Black Halflings is the incredible Eric Ishii. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Oh my god. Wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon. So long, Shire Folk. Full Prince vibe. Woo! <laughs> this makes them even more black. Cake glitches and bitches. And lands in the cusp of a teaspoon. Oh, no! On a nat 20. No! You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it. Yeah! We're about to get into something real big now. Thank you so much for inviting me. This has been a long time uh, coming. Uh, yes. We were choosing the night, yeah. 
bad, but here we are. Yes. Every moment has led to this one, and now I'm here. It thank promise. you so much. Uh, also, no, uh, thank you be- so much. <laughs> before this, we were talking about how uh, I-, I was proposing that we start lore drops. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. cross-platform yeah. lore mm-hmm. drops about different mm-hmm. people, right? So, yeah. so it, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it's much mm-hmm. much in the way that you know. Uh, mm-hmm. m- cryptids or mythological creatures Absolutely. and beings yes. have multiple stories about them mm-hmm. or multiple origins mm-hmm. you know yeah. that lore and that lore can be picked up through the ages on pieces exactly. of pottery or stila or mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know through the oral tradition or an old ipod yeah. nano yeah yes, yes. <laughs> yeah the old the ipod nanos uh, much in that way, you'll you'll discover that that some of the people that you know and love are you know have many stories told yeah. uh, on Twitch or YouTube <laughs> or on podcasts wherever you can find all your audio dramas <laughs> in an ancient congregation known as Twitch. Yes, <laughs> okay. I absolutely love this so much. I genuinely think we should make this a new segment on the yes. show. I think oh God, that yes. whenever we get a guest. Um, they should drop a bit of lore yeah. about someone that they knew. They should drop lore, and I think we should each drop a piece of completely. I all of my lore has to yes. be unconnected because it's all very weird. Uh, but yeah. I'm happy yeah. to drop it. Oh, it is. I'm weird. happy no, to drop some bizarre lore that you can yeah. then take yeah. off to wherever and tell people completely yeah. out of context yeah. what I am telling That's you. That's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love mm-hmm. this. Yes. I love this. Okay, so welcoming in this week's new segment. Before we even do the whole intro bit of the show, welcome to Lore Drops. That's the that's gonna be the theme music now. Fully workshopped, ready to go, so succinct. It's gonna be great. Hit it, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. I'm just gonna message our music guy. He's just gonna rustle something up in like less than a week. So good. So good. So so good. Does anyone have any law that they would like to drop? Uh, I'll I'll give the stage to Erica first, but if you want, I have I have it locked and loaded uh, and can jump. Oh, if you have if you have one ready to go, let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. I would love an example too. I don't even know uh, where to start. Both Jasper (laughs) and Liv are familiar with the context surrounding this story, but Mm -hmm. yes, what I will say (laughs) is that I once talked an international fugitive out of breaking into Karl Marx's tomb, and then I bought him McDonald's. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, no, you did. That's okay. That, that is a hundred percent. That's a perfect example of a law drop. Yeah, <laughs> like one sentence, and it is completely follow. No questions. questions. <laughs> no questions. I follow up. I literally cannot say it on air. <laughs> no, this is <laughs> Erica. Erica, you found so... this info on that iPod Nano. You plugged mm-hmm. it in. That's all you heard, that's and that's the only I context you got. Right. You've got to continue yeah. your journey for you yeah. to get more context. It's for this. true. You have to find the. Yeah. Uh, you have to find. If we ever meet in person again, elsewhere. I will. If we're in person long enough, then I can give you the full context. But there's but a lot of context like to that hours. story. You need a few hours. I was say we'll get you drunk. To be honest with you, I really, truly love no context lore dumps like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. 
Yeah. So much fun. But how to follow it up is the question. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I, honestly, I have nothing. I, I, I have nothing that can follow that up. Uh, the, the Jeremy's won law dubs this week. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. That's real good. I can. Good. All right. The one that I was thinking of is that mm-hmm. I was once suspended from school for a day uh, because the class president rifled through my bag and found a knife. Ooh. Okay. Oh, my God. And, and this uh, is still no, no context. Yes. What kind of, <laughs> uh, yeah, we can't ask questions. Shit, we no can't ask no questions. No questions. Ask me no. follow-up questions. <laughs> so, incredible. Whoa. So you it were suspended from like for a day because they found a knife. <laughs> yes. Can I ask a, a small knife. question? How no. big was the knife? That's all Zero I Zero questions, no, Jeremy. Zero questions. Okay, I will say, you can't I will, I'm not quite answer that, but a, a, a big to-do was made about the size of the knife. But when, oh. when in reality, oh, like, I, to be honest it with you, it was like, too if, small and everyone was freaked out. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's so oh, tiny. Boy. Oh, it's just like, oh, whose hands can hold these? Uh, no, it's uh, <laughs> okay. to do was made about the size of the knife. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wow. love it. Okay, I've got mine. I've got mine. Oh, oh gosh. There okay. exists a viral video on the internet uh, of which my crotch is in <gasps> full like view uh, behind James McAvoy's head. <laughs> 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 Are we allowed uh, to ask if the crotch is uncovered or not? No, it is definitely a covered crotch, but okay, it's like very distinctly that. the framing of the shot is like it's just like that tight. area of my the, body the is the only is thing. Tight like right it. over his shoulder. It's like it's like boom, just there it nice is, and then tight, the frame cuts off. Nice tight zoom on that crotch. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's quite something. It's quite something. So there you go. Okay. Good luck finding. If anyone finds this, I swear I will honestly. <laughs> I don't even think I could find it now. So if you can find this clip, oh I will be in- amazed. I okay, am not so tagged in this video. It obviously, has Can't to be. It has to be something where you're sitting at an event, right? Where or where mm-hmm. or where he's sitting, and you're yeah. standing. Unless he's yeah. a very small man, or you're there is, very I will big. say there is definitely some staging involved, but I won't tell you what it is. Ooh. I will actually, I'll, I'll give you this for free. Neither of us was sit, were sitting down, so okay. compute that if you was will. Was it fully just in X Men? Like no questions. <laughs> I'm sorry, Liv, no, no questions. That's oh, it. I hadn't considered <laughs> it in X Men. Yeah. My thinking was that it was like a filmed live appearance for like an awards show or something like a theater awards show. That was my show. thought. That was my and, thought. Yeah. 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 Sticking to my theory. I like it. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe the patrons will find it. Who knows? Maybe These maybe some halflings will find it. Some really, good law drops. Liv, you got anything? Really what you got for us? Come on. I've got something. It's it's okay-ish. Um, uh, I was once escorted out of a nightclub with my friend and put into the back of a police van. And... Oh. <laughs> and- <laughs> We're all criminals. Three of these stories are potentially incriminating. I love it. (laughs) My housemate, who thought, who I I barely left my room because I I hated like living in halls. My housemate happened to be at the same club and was like, "What?" (laughs) I was like, "Hi!" And then went went out. You tried to wave, but you were in handcuffs, so you just had to keep. No, uh, no context. Can't give any context. No context, oh. no questions. Oh, I love it. That's the end of the like, drops, everyone. Oh. <laughs> this is 
this is a fantastic segment. Erica, you have Thank you have you enriched so this show like this you would not yeah. believe. For you. This will continue. This will continue. Yeah. Uh, jumping oh. quality right here. If, oh, yeah. if anyone is listening to this who enjoys the medium of writing things down, I love the idea of <laughs> compiling a book of some description of mm-hmm. these law drops. I mean, as just we add go. it to a wiki yeah. somewhere, right? Just, yeah. Yeah. just put it on, put it put it on Erica's. Put scroll. all of these on Erica's wiki. We should send <laughs> Erica. Yeah, we should send Erica all of our lore drops so they can disseminate them amongst like other people we've had on the show. Keeper of the law, Erica. Yes, yeah. very good. <laughs> love it. Uh, well, I guess we should probably. Get on with like the episode that we planned. Um, we planned even something. though this was oh, just okay. incredible. Mm, okay, give it a go. <laughs> All right. We sometimes yeah. plan things. You'll really quickly realize, Erica, that like that is very on brand for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we rarely stick to a plan. Um, no. If we have, if indeed we do have one. Uh, but. The one thing that we do always ask all of our guests, which is like, how did you even start in this crazy old business? Uh, what was the, uh, what, I guess, go even further back. What was the introduction to nerdiness, to all of this kind of stuff? And then how did that transition into like a job and stuff? Uh, <laughs> Your nerd well- origin story. Yeah. Yes. If if you've heard me speak to this before, it, it's okay. You can just like skip ahead a little bit, a little fifteen seconds. But no, I can. <laughs> listen again. Skip you still get back. the engagement. If you've okay, heard it before, you skip are back. allowed to skip ahead if you leave a review of this. Leave a review. Five yeah. stars, baby. We are on the honor system, but you know, I, I said that I was perched in Griffin McElroy's desk corner, so so I'm watching you. Uh, <laughs> they're well, everywhere at all times. <laughs> drop some law in your review. And, uh, <laughs> drop some, uh, actually, that's ever. great. I'd love that. Would be that. Amazing. I would love that. Like that other would be amazing. people okay, in well, a community, yeah. in a fandom community, mm-hmm. like uh, knowing everybody else's lore. Oh, I yeah. really like drop that. Drop some anonymous law in it your review not, for Three Black Halflings. As long as it's five not stars, have to be nothing else. Does not exactly. have to it doesn't have it's to be true. incriminating. It's true. Point of it also, in fact, <laughs> look up the statute of limitations in your area for whatever yeah. it is yeah. that you would like to drop Laura yeah. about. What, what Jasper uh, didn't make sure say you about... hide your IP address and then carry <laughs> on. Yes. What Jasper didn't say in his story is that when he was in the photo with James McAvoy, he was violating a restraining order at the time <laughs> that James <laughs> McAvoy <laughs> yeah, oh against God. him. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, me, and James, me and James are good like, now. <laughs> me and James are good it out. <laughs> We've talked it out. Uh, you're coming to our wedding, so, you know. <laughs> James McAvoy listens to this show. Oh, <laughs> you he loves it. Uh, James, if you know where we can find that clip, then, you know, send it our way. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> as, where, where I began my nerdy journey is uh, I was very fortunate in that I was uh, – uh, the child of nerds, you know? I mean, I like, That's really, true. truly, it, you know, they were fans of storytelling and pop culture literally before everyone else because my mother was, uh, you know, f- working in the film industry up in Marin County with, you know, like, Coppola and uh, uh, Lucas and everything. And so wow. she saw what? an early screening of uh, Star Wars, a new hope. Yo. And it's like the kind of thing where he was like, Well, what'd you think of my movie? And she was like, This is gonna change 
everything. And yeah. so, yeah. Like, wow. and, and my dad. What do you think of my correct. little movie I made? I know. Uh, yeah, it's well, right. They, Star they Wars. were both fans uh-huh. of, like, she'd paid $100, which was a lot at the time, to go uh, see a screening of uh, a Kurosawa film and meet him and shake his hand. And so, like, they Ooh. connected about Kurosawa, being Kurosawa nerds. And, you know, my dad, uh, he... Um, like he he was he was a camera assistant on Star Trek Voyager uh, for okay. most six seasons I want to say something like that and okay. like you know and he <laughs> taught me to read with comics and uh, you know I I inher- inherited his like Dune book yeah, like he gave me Dune and Ender's Game and uh, you know uh, so I dope. have his Conan the Barbarian <laughs> collection um, and yeah so I just like it really was part of my upbringing, you know, and and um, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I think all of us are probably on the cusp of when it was like, quote unquote, uncool to like comics mm. and such. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. there always was that subculture and that appreciate like clearly there was an appreciation for it because of yeah uh, there had to be they made these things yeah they, they made like these things they made a lot of people stuff. made a lot of money on it, you know so like so, yeah, so exactly. I don't think it's quite as uh, niche and uh, you know special as as we all kind of as Hollywood may have taught us that it was, it's not like we, you know, I did get shoved into lockers and everything and, and picked up, but it, it didn't really have to yeah, do yeah. with liking Star Wars or anything. It was, okay. it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was other stuff. Just the people. Uh, just, con- just a consensual, friendly locker shove. <laughs> well, <laughs> like the, the feeling of being in an enclosed space. Wouldn't it be funny I, if, like, no, <laughs> it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no follow up questions. No follow-up questions. Uh, <laughs> Even from me, I'm not asking about that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I was I was raised in, in that sort of tradition. And, you know, I, I've talked about it on Twitter before and in other, with other friends' podcasts. But, uh, you know, I mean, even my, my grandfather w- worked at Disney and, and was an a- animator. And, and uh, so I just, I, I think the support for... Um, the arts and pop culture and storytelling came literally from when I was a baby because my parents, who were both in the film industry, a film editor and a camera assistant, um, put me into acting because they realized that I would probably enjoy being rambunctious but for money. <laughs> Because uh, I was doing <laughs> it anyway. Money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I think it, in some ways the intertwining of my love for nerd nerdy things like for for genre fiction for speculative fiction sci-fi fantasy um coincided with my upbringing in performance um mm-hmm. and I, you know, I discovered Dungeons and Dragons when I was a sophomore in high school in uh, a really terrible teacher's uh, honors English class. But a friend handed me a 3.0 player's handbook and, and said, oh, I think you'd like oh. this. And we didn't have a DM and both of us were too lazy. So we <laughs> uh, just would make characters. I just made sheets and sheets of characters um, with, with backstories and little terrible sketches. And uh, in in some ways, that that was both an outlet for performance and for that love of of fantasy. Mm -hmm. And I think the, I mean, 
Mike, how did you all get into this? Like, when did you decide that you wanted to pursue this as something more than just a hobby? Mm. Yeah, mm. I think uh, we've kind of discussed uh, discussed this before, and I think in it purely in the sense that I think it's it's not dissimilar to to you in a sense. It almost just feels like yeah. a bit of a natural progression you know yeah. like mm-hmm. it, it, there's like a, a point a certain point where you're like oh uh i'm doing this and i'm doing this and i'm doing this and actually those are all very similar to this mm-hmm. other thing which is over here and i'm mm-hmm. seeing other people do it uh so maybe i'll give it a go um because yeah for us it was just like hey we've got extra time in the pandemic should we try and <laughs> yeah. start a show and yeah the you short, know, the short realize... summary, I guess, is that I had played D&D first in late 2018. Mm. Uh, mm. I got really into it and started DMing the day before I met Jasper because we were in the same play. And then mm-hmm. I, after having loved DMing the day before, got everyone from that cast, or well, almost everybody, except for one person. There was one holdout to this day uh, <laughs> to play. Uh, shout out to Hillary, wherever you are. Uh, hey, hey, go on, Hillary. But we, I'm playing D&D. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we, we then, I think he got bit by the bug. Like I spread, the, I spread it to him and then he started yeah. DMing and I was playing in his games. Mm-hmm. And then we started co-DMing a campaign. And then mm-hmm. uh, he came up with the idea of doing a podcast and we were like, because there were no we didn't really see any black D&D podcasts at the time this was mid pandemic Mm -hmm. and then yeah we we started the podcast and then as it got I guess more successful and Rick Perry started following us yeah Jeff Ganata (laughs) was following us so quickly that was where we were like all right let's go into it Um, let's go Ah! (laughs) and then from that day yeah Um, well I I got in here because they let me uh, so, so no, 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 uh, no. That is not no, a good way to characterize you. it, no. nor is it true. <laughs> we Absolutely asked, not. We, 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 we loved you and we're we like, begged. please come join our show, please. <laughs> yes. We need you. You don't need us. We need you. Yes. That's true. I need you very much. Um, no, it, I literally, like, I, uh, yeah, also, like, super nerdy into all the stuff, understood the stuff, which was handy. Um, and then... Uh, so I, I'm I'm on a YouTube channel called Dice Breaker, and they somehow I, I look every time it, it still blows my mind. So I know you're gonna jump in and be like, not somehow, Liv. They will, you're great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> a preemptive <laughs> proceed, thank you. Proceed. <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, it was just basically like, hey, we we will pay you to to play games, and I was like, for real though. For real, <laughs> and, um, and then and then I met uh, Jeremy and Jasper, who were wonderful, and now here we are, and it's, it's very exciting. Yay! Yay. I, and I'm very fun. grateful that you're this presence in the space. You know, I, it is oh, as he said, it's, it's That's... really great. It's like we've always existed, like like BIPOC have, and, and marginalized people have always existed in the space and always liked it. Mm. I just we didn't necessarily have. Uh, examples of it publicly, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not that it, there really were yeah. examples of any of this back when we were, <laughs> no. we were first learning. Uh, yeah. But I, no, no. I, I think it's interesting because there is a difference between uh, doing doing something that you love as a hobby and deciding that you want to make it a business. 
because yeah, and, and mm-hmm. it's it's so easy to conflate the two, you know. I mean, because because mm-hmm. I mean, take video game streaming, right? People are like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. it must be so fun to just play games all day, and that yes, mm-hmm. but no, but no, it's like yeah. no. <laughs> the thing you don't see or that you don't really think about uh, that you know some of the the great the great uh, influencers and and YouTubers and such make seem easy is is you know all of the community managing that goes into it you're your mm-hmm. own pr person you're your own social media manager you're yeah. your own uh you you have to like in the case of fems especially like you also have to be your own stylist you have to put on makeup before mm-hmm. every stream you have to yep. you know and mm-hmm. you have to plan content you have to be a producer a director and yeah. you know as well as a performer and i think that is something that gets sort of muddled with tabletop because absolutely everybody deserves to play the game and to have fun playing a game and I want everybody to play but like I would not advise anyone to like try and make it a business um, yeah, I think it's, it's all of us, like, just yeah. like with with even you all you know we all kind of just fell into it in some ways. We yeah. we had yeah, exactly. experience in other things. Um, I just happened to have a background in improv acting, uh, streaming, and, and, you know, it and also you know the sort of that social media com- community management. You know that's a hu- that was a huge part of it. Um, yeah. So I I don't know when I decided. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I think it, you're you're absolutely right. I don't think it is a decision because I also think like it's definitely one of those things where if you realize the scope of what you are about to embark on, I think ninety percent of people don't embark on the journey. Yeah. You know, even if yeah. the end is is huge, like you know, I'm thinking even now if I had realized how much work it would be, part of me wonders whether 2020 mid-pandemic <laughs> Jasper is like, Oof, maybe not. That seems like a <laughs> yeah. lot. You know what I mean? Like, I mean and like, obviously, kind of now... Any of yeah, us exactly. was just yeah. like... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah exactly no. just just nap time like obviously like yeah. seeing the payoff <laughs> and everything nap. you're like yeah i know this is worth it i want to do it etc but it's like it, there is a there is a lot that goes into it i guess i would be i'm interested to to kind of cycle back a, a little bit on something that you said there because you were saying how uh obviously representation is something incredibly important that we talk about a lot uh on this uh show and i guess like the impact for you in sense of like you know is there anyone in particular that you uh had seen i guess i i i mean this in a, a you know in a kind of a wonderful way like was your family part of maybe that inspiration to be like i know i you know, I can do this, etc. Like, were they a part of the representation that you saw kind of working? Maybe not in this in the same field, maybe not as actors, but you know, in the kind of air in sphere. that same sphere. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's such a privilege to have had a family who not only understood what, you know, I, I was pursuing and, and encouraged it, but also, you know, had an industry contact. You know, they weren't, you know, they're, they're what we, we refer to as below the line people. So, you know, they generally don't, you know, make friends with talent agents or managers or whatever but like they mm-hmm. we they lived in Los Angeles and they were able to find you know a manager for kid actors and you know so it, in that way it was it was a, an incredible privilege to be able to get that support and and to just always know that that was a possibility and you know we really valued education and mm-hmm. you know in like a 
you know, I, I went to UCLA. I ended up graduating from UCLA in mass media communications, which weirdly, actually, I do use my uh, <laughs> degree you know, in a Yay. one of the few who does. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, you did Congrats. it. Yeah. Congrats. Which is wild. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they, I mean, they were both college dropouts, you know, they, they, <laughs> they were like, uh, yeah, they, they went to really good schools and then ended up dropping out to be in film. So, you know, I mean, I love it's, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so I knew that that path was open to me, too. You were know? they were they aware that that was that's our generation's thing? That shouldn't have been like, what are <laughs> okay. they doing? Like, well, how dare they be ahead of their curve and just it's... doing what they want and following their dreams? You know what yeah. I mean? That was a... That's our generation's thing. I know. And succeed as well. That's so great. Yes. It's so interesting, right? Because, like, and all, because I think a lot of people are are surprised, you know, in in a way they're like, oh, well, are your Asian Asian parents okay with you, you know, doing this? And it's like, Mm -hmm. I understand the stereotype. Like, I do actually have a lot of friends, you know, whose parents were not supportive of this or who didn't understand. Um, But I was just very fortunate that that was not the case for me. Um, And in in terms of seeing examples of things, I mean, definitely for D&D and live streaming and YouTubing, that was not something that existed or that I even really Mm -hmm. ever consciously aspired to. Um, But Mm. but seeing, you know, when I was younger, there was precious little uh, TV or film uh, or, or pop culture representation for Asian Americans. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I was first going out for acting, uh, it, it was very discouraging, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't like the parts that, even when I did get the occasional audition, it was not for me, you know, you know, on, on any, it was intersectionally yep. not for me, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I guess, yes. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. gender or, or, or yeah. queerness or, or, uh, you know, race. And, or and they so, just put like the entire continent of Asia on the breakdown, you know yes, what I mean? Like yes, whenever I get that. a breakdown mm-hmm. for like a African, it's just like, just like the character is African. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. What, yeah, like, that yeah, is exactly. vague. Where though? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think there's there is uh, and I really happen to be lucky coming up in voiceover and a lot of things in a time in which uh, there was a a shift towards valuing authenticity. I still think there's a lot of a lot of fine tuning still to be done, you know, but um, in fact, I think it's worth to mention, actually, that when we say Asian in America, that has connotations (laughs) of East Asia. This is an important distinction. Because in the UK, mm-hmm. if you say Asian, they tend to think South Asian. I've noticed oh, a lot of people true. in the that's UK true, true, yes. will lump all of East Asia under Chinese, uh-huh. uh, right. which yes, I don't know yes, that yes. everyone does, but that has been the trend that I've observed in my time right. in the and, UK. Yeah. So and, if you're and, East and, Asian, and you're Chinese. If you're Asian, exactly. you're Indian or Pakistani. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. There's definitely that. And um, growing up, there was definitely that. And also because I'm I'm mixed. I, I am actually, you know, Japanese, Chinese, Indian. And mm-hmm. so like, but that never that was just kind of all squished. And then also being Asian or East Asian or even if you delineate East Asian or Southeast Asian, it's like mm-hmm. the diaspora is not the same. Like it's mm-hmm. so vastly different than what they were kind of looking for, which was the idea of, of, of you know, this sort of foreigner, perpetual foreigner, you know? You know? 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Erica, I have a question, actually, because yeah. something you said made me very excited because it's a topic that I wish we talked about on the show, even though it doesn't directly relate. You mentioned that your mom uh, was really into Kurosawa movies. Are you yeah. also into Kurosawa movies? Oh, very much so. Very, Yo. very much so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jeremy, I'm excited. Yo. <laughs> yeah, it's just so, I mean, and, and you see it everywhere. Like, once you go back and watch mm-hmm. it, it's just, you see see it everywhere like in the pacing and in the storytelling and the the performances and it's just like I you know I've, mm-hmm. I've uh, just read and, and 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 talked so much about them and and because like, there's so much there and and you know yeah. historically contextually and um actually the the comic that I learned to read with is something very much mm-hmm. based on a lot of Kurosawa and traditional Japanese and you know, Jidaigeki is a Usagi Ojimbo yeah you ever read that right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually my friend worked on the the animated show that just got uh, that just oh came my out. He God. yeah, he worked on the animated oh. show. Uh, I yeah, Samurai that, Rabbit. And, like, is what it it's was uh, it was okay. So that one uh, for those for those listening, uh, it, it's like a, a future like a cyberpunky 
version mm-hmm. of it. and Completely um, different like from the original it. story. Completely different, <laughs> which is like, I'm still holding out hope that I'll get to be a part of an adaptation um, mm-hmm. because I, I did audition for roles on that show. And I, even though it was codenamed to heck, um, mm. I absolutely knew what it was immediately. Positive vibes so, to, ab- right. from everyone, yeah. so, Eric to get a role. One okay. day, <laughs> one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah. I, I love Kurosawa storytelling and, and it's definitely been a huge influence. Like Mufune's uh, work is such an influence on me. Yeah. And acting acting styles change, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you know, they, they're regional uh, as well. But there's just something about the way he sits in his body and mm-hmm. and the way he just really disappears into different characters. Like, you know, just, just being an a- absolute prim and proper honorable samurai versus like this a, a, a trash crouching trash goblin yeah, like it's, yeah, it's so good and it just this magnetism and yeah. yeah i just man i what a yeah. sexy dude he was, so was a sexy, sexy dude so sexy yeah and and yeah definitely a lot of kurosawa and all and all of just like it's always rattling around there oh yeah. oh my god i can't believe i forgot to say uh i was uh before you know bef- like until Pretty much, I I popped out. They thought I was going to be a boy, uh, oh. and uh, one of the names was uh, you know what was Akira Kurosawa Ishii. So what? Yeah. Been so could cool. have been it could have been a different world, you know? Whoa. Wild. Erica though yeah. feels like switching around the letters oh, yeah. almost of yeah, that's, yeah, just an, that's just a phonetic anagram for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. If anybody yeah. has doesn't know who Akira Kurosawa is, go like look mm. him up. He was a Japanese mm. director. He's a huge re- he basically put Japanese cinema on the map worldwide. Yes. Uh, get, get, brought it to a more worldwide audience. Uh, you have seen his influence even if you don't know it. Uh, the wipes, the wipe edits from Star Wars as well as everything from Star Wars mm. yeah, is, yeah, it, yeah. is directly <laughs> taken. <laughs> Star Wars was originally a remake of one of his movies before it got like changed wow. a bunch, but it was originally yeah. a remake of The Hidden Fortress. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and I just... think about this every day, but originally Obi-Wan was supposed to be Mufune. Yo, they yeah. offered him the part. They, they offered, offered him the him part. But oh. okay, I understand why he refused. <laughs> Apparently yeah. it was because he thought it was, you know, sci-fi up until that point had this reputation of being like schlocky, B-movie. Mm-hmm. Just, and he thought it would be very disrespectful to the samurai uh, films mm-hmm. that, that were just mm-hmm. like J- Japan's national treasure. And so, and so you know, he, he said no. But I still think about like who would have like who would have played young Obi-Wan? I say yeah. Hiroyuki Sanada. Um, but Ooh. yeah, it's uh yeah, I man. Yeah. It's all so it's all rattling around there. And and a, 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 a piece of advice I really do love to give to to aspiring actors or creators of any sort is like don't just consume the medium that you do like and, and imitate mm. the people in your line of work. Mm. It's like it really pays to 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 steal from other people, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Pays to be a thief. Um, and I want to do throw <laughs> out for any fans of our uh, Weird West series, uh, um, uh, Outlaws and Obelisks. If you enjoy oh, yes. the Western genre, there's a very good chance that you enjoy it in part because of Kurosawa's influence. Uh, the original uh, oh, Fistful wow. of Dollars was an yes. unauthorized remake of Yojimbo, which is one of his movies. <laughs> yes. Like when I say Isn't unauthorized it like shot remake, shot for shot the yeah, same. It is a literal like shot, shot for shot, shot remake shot. that yeah. takes instead of instead of samurai, they have guns, and it's in the American right. West. And same with uh, Seven, Seven Samurai became uh, Magnificent, yeah, Magnificent Seven. Seven. And, yeah. You know, but oh, then what? in return, too, um, Kurosawa started, you know, uh, watching and, and you know, in, like cribbing, cribbing from the Westerns of the time mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. So it's like this beautiful melange of, of yeah, stoic uh, drifters yeah. and, you know. yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Idea. I love the idea that like John Wayne and all these other characters like Shane and them drifted over to Japan and then mm-hmm. they tr- transformed. Yeah. They like morphed into Yojimbo and the various other <laughs> characters from those movies and then like drifted back uh, and yeah, became like Clint yeah, Eastwood's yeah, yeah. man with no name and so forth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of how it happened. And so it just really is interesting. Like if. Yeah. Again, for storytelling, like find what really moves you and find a way to make it your mm-hmm. own. Hopefully, you know, with with authorization. Um, in <laughs> Unlike Sergio Leone, <laughs> he lost a lawsuit over that. He apparently, yeah. Kurosawa sent him a letter saying, "You have made a very good movie. Unfortunately, it is mine." <laughs> Wait, that's so incredible. <laughs> that is incredible. So I really hope funny. that's all that it said, and then just a yeah. letter, like the rest of it was just information <laughs> from the lawyer. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just describing how fucked this guy was. That's all I hope that was in that letter. <laughs> it was just you've made that's... a great movie. Unfortunately, it's mine. Cease and desist. <laughs> I'll see you in court. Iconic. See you in court. Yeah. Oh my god. Absolutely iconic. I think uh, just to stick with kind of storytelling. And uh, part of me, uh, I'm really keen to ask this because you've worked on a lot of video games and uh, I've recently in the last few years started to uh, be in some video games, which is so very exciting, uh, even (gasps) though it feels like... I didn't yeah, know this. I, cool. I, did, I did like I've done like three this year, but this is the thing about video games; they take so long to come out. In like oh, yeah. two to three years, Erica, you're gonna know that I'm in some video games. Yeah, because they're big video games as well. They're cool ones. <gasps> but like right now, I just I'm like I have NDA, some NDAs NDA and they're doing other, you know. So. But I wanted to ask you, because I think that uh, video games are a particular beast, right? Where mm-hmm. you, you know, if if movies, uh, if like theater is like probably the most involved, you know, you're probably going to be, you're kind of there for the whole process and you're involved. And do you know what I mean? Even if you're yes, yes. a bit part character, you're usually involved in all the rehearsals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of have film where you just come in and do your bit. Video games is like a whole other uh, uh, monster, right? Where you, right. you come you're in truly and you like, a have... gun for hire. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's like the no time. context. You have like, if you're lucky, they'll be like, you're kind of sad or like maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or they'll tell you what your relationship with the player character is or something like that when you're doing of what maybe. So I'm wondering like with all of that, how do you find acting in video games? Cause you've done a lot. You've obviously, uh, you were Valkyrie in Apex Legends, mm-hmm. which is, Absolutely mind blowing. So, so very, wild. very cool. So, yeah, so cool so that we're talking to you. Don't uh, <laughs> freak out. It's fine. So, act it normal. Will you please sign all of our yams? We will bring you, we will send you yeah, yams. Please. For you to sign. Please. Uh, if you actually go outside, there's a truck backing up right now. It's going to dump a lot of yams. If you could just whip oh, wait, out, whip here, out a pen and slide them, that'd the, be great. 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll wait. We also sent some cans of epoxy if you could just cover the yams and the epoxy to preserve them. Right, yeah. Right. Send them back. That would be so, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. good of you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, how do you how do you find the experience of uh, acting in video games and, uh, you know, is maybe is there anything that you would say for anyone who's aspiring to get into video games? Mm-hmm. Like what, how you'd, uh, you know, basically, can you give me some advice on acting in video games? Because you're really good at it. And, I yeah, and me as well. Give you. us all, give everyone I, some I mean, advice. I wouldn't mind knowing, you know, just yeah. like, oh, just if also, got some stuff. could you tell us like what your favorite role has been if you, if you have Oh one? my goodness. Ooh. It's so funny because I, I still feel like a baby, right? Because, you know, like <laughs> so many folks who came before me ha- were just like, truly like five, ten years ahead, you know, and, and really laid laid the foundations for a lot of video game voice acting as we know. Like I played The Last of Us and was like, I want to do that. Because um, I while I grew up with games, I didn't think of 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 combining my love for uh acting with Games. And am I am I mistaken? But you did right because you did some voices in Last of Us too. Is that I, am I, I, I did? I did. Yes, oh, nice. Yes, it was. Yes, it dream was fulfilled. Hell yeah, I love you it. Know, <laughs> I I like to say there, there was sort of just this almost like this half decade of my life where it's like I I was like okay I did like I want to do that like and the, like mm. 2013 2014 uh, and then you know then in 2019 um, I did I, I did I like I got I remember getting the email and just being like oh they want you to do a couple of atmospheric voices you know and like. Going in and I got to read with my friend Darren DePaul, you know, like that was one of the few like Naughty Dog is definitely an actor's studio in that mm-hmm. even for these. The it's all about side, narrative, right? Yeah, like all I mean, the, the side. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. They they really prize that. And so even, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, atmospheric background voices are are two people reading against each other as opposed to, um, as, as Jasper oh. was saying, what normally you. <laughs> That's come so in, you come in, you have no idea, no context. Sometimes you don't even know what the game is. Um, and yep. then you read lines <laughs> off of a spreadsheet and you hope for the best. Like, uh, and, and so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I and I got to do that. And, and and so it was truly, it felt like, okay, this is it. Like, this is, I, I've, I've done it. I've done the thing, mm-hmm. what I said My I was going to do. My current aspiration is if I can be in the fourth remake of the first Last of Us, I think that'd be pretty, <laughs> that'd be pretty in like awesome. In 2038. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they do and, that on like the PS6, I'm gonna be there. Like, I'm gonna be yeah. there. There have been that. a lot of games, and in, including Last of Us 2, where I was like, I just really wish I'd been further along in my career to have been part of that. But then... The idea of like being—I mean, there's tons of stuff that I, I feel like I missed out on, but but there really are no missed opportunities. Like I, mm. I would, you know, mm. like I want to be part of the next Last of Us, whatever that is, yes. you know, where somebody else yeah, goes yeah, yeah. goes. Oh my god, I want to do that. Um, but for oh gosh, it's so I still feel like a baby. Uh, so take take this. Uh, you know, your mileage may vary for for this advice, but I mean, I love. I specifically wanted to act in video games, you know, whether that meant, I mean, Mm. you know, the dream is performance capture, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's like, you know, I grew up Mm -hmm. doing theater and and on camera. And so it's a lot of, it's a mix of those two. It's like black box theater where you have to memorize the whole scene. It's It's so, it's like you, you create 
everything in your head and you're and you're just you're there and you get to talk with another person and but you have to do all of that in the booth as well you just have to do it a lot more up in your head um mm-hmm. so you, you know have to fill I in mean, all of the blanks fill in all like, the blanks and not just some of them all first, of them first it's so daunting and it is like learning to uh you know drive some sort of complex machinery right where there's like oh you have mm-hmm. to think about oh who are you talking to who am i you know what are your motivations but then also uh how far away are you from this person like what are is it snowing oh you know what is your body temperature how is you know are you tired mm-hmm. like are you have you been running like what's the moment before what's the moment after you know where and mm-hmm. just like all of the things that you need to do for any other form of acting except like mostly like for if you're in the booth just compacted into just your voice and i think yeah I think what what we've seen a lot of in recent years is the, you know, the sort of misplaced desire to put uh, on-camera actors into the booth. And some of them are, are fantastic mm-hmm. actors, right? I, I think there's some mm-hmm. companies and, and people that are really good at, at casting people who are just good actors and, and can translate that. But a lot of actors who are on camera rely on, you know, facial micro-expressions, yeah. their body mm-hmm. language, and, you know, reading other people. Re- Really ridiculously mm. charming, or and or good looking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you can't. You have to. Like, how do you make a character hot, but just with your voice? You, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I yeah. mean, though, right? You yeah. know, yeah. yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. It's definitely yeah, yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've got to put some butter on it. And Erica, it's like, I'm yeah. sure you've it's done a... it. I'm sure you've done it. So. <laughs> Don't even worry. You've got to slather that voice in butter. Um, <laughs> slide on I, you know, I, I just it, swallow it, a stick of butter every time I go into the booth. That's oh how God. I do it. Creamy, smooth. <laughs> Jasper, he, his, his, he's had to go to the doctor a lot since he started voice yeah. acting more because he eats so <laughs> much <laughs> butter. And she's like, what did you do? His cholesterol My is out of control. My stomach hurts 24-7. <laughs> 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 It hasn't stopped hurting, but I'm in a three video game, so you know. Sweat is so take that. Sometimes the, the Jasper mm. method, everybody. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just swallow a stick just of a butter. Just a stick of butter. <laughs> take the scales with you so you make sure you get the right amount and just mm. swallow it. It'll, it'll get those phone calls. Yeah. Make sure you bring a cooler with some backup butter. Just in case the second one's long. No, I actually prefer to have my butter in like a, one of those butter dishes, and it's out, so I don't have to like chew the butter. It's just oh, already pre-melted. Sure. It slides on know. down. This is just yeah. my you just drink it? method, you know. Yeah, yeah, or you could. I feel like that. That one's tricky, you know. Actually, yeah, you get a little claggy if you do yeah. that. Yeah. It gets a little yeah. backed up. In there, I tried you know? it once sorry, with sorry. an IV of butter. We don't know exactly. Uh, <laughs> and I did make it through the session, but I did have to go to the hospital. Uh, <laughs> I did lose the your art. Art. <laughs> well, <it's> unfortunate. <laughs> um, I it, it's funny because I feel like just in the way that I perform in tabletop and hosting, you know, I voice acting for video games is a combina- a weird melange of all of my eclectic talents thus far because I did have you know traditional training you know I did go to the Strasbourg uh, the method school but oh. also don't let anybody you perform with let you tell let, let you be a jerk to them or no let mm-hmm. let don't let anybody that you perform with be a jerk to you just because they're quote-unquote method that's not what it's about yeah. and I'll, yeah. I yes. mean like mm-hmm. yeah 100%. you know 100%. Uh, that's nonsense. Do not that's prank nonsense. me on set. 
Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, and then, again, also the UCB, the improv performing, uh, mm-hmm. improv training is uh, being able to listen and react to it, to what you're hearing and to what the, what the prompts are. Um, being a fan of video games and, and, you know, knowing, so when I go in, I, you know, a casting director told me, I love working with Erica because Erica can go in and I'll be like, okay, so this is, you know, a cut, this is a cut scene that's just before the boss battle or something. And I know what that means, you know, Mm. or it'll be like, this is a, you know, little technical stuff. It's like, oh, this is the decision tree for, uh, you know, this, that or the other thing. And other actors will be like, oh, okay, I'll just, I'm just going to act. Right. And, but it means something different to us. Right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I had the most wild decision tree the other day uh, for (laughs) a character that uh, I'm playing who the player character has the choice to murder a member of my family. (laughs) What? And the decision tree is we're either really good friends or they've (laughs) decided to murder a member of my family. (laughs) And I basically had to... Do similar dialogue, but with the two different scenarios. Well, see, and that's it the was thing. Wild. That's, that's <laughs> like, that's hey, like, bro. The other one's just like, bro. That's a wild prompt. <laughs> and it was more like, oh, what have you done? Like, it was like fully losing control. But the other one is like a sexy, ooh, what have you done? Ooh, what is this? What have you done? But Bring the butter in. Bring it in. You play games, and so you understand that, like, while you do want to, like, as an actor, you always want to make strong choices and, like, push and pull and, like, and especially for voiceover, you have to add a lot extra into your voice because you're not conveying it. You don't know what the animation is going to look like necessarily. But also, yes, for that decision, they are two polar opposite acting choices, but they have to fit with the sentence. They both have to fit with the sentence before it. That you just said. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. And that is such a unique challenge for video games and something that I I mean, you can't quite teach. Right. It's like, Mm. you know, I never, you know, in in acting classes, they they never talked about voiceover, much less, you know, specifically video game voiceover. It's so different. Um, So I would say, yeah, just a familiarity with the medium that you're and the genre too which is which is yeah. like is it a first person shooter is it a you know a war game is it a jrpg is it so just mm-hmm. like knowing all of those things and finding out as much information as you can uh is so useful but also as i said as i actually alluded to earlier taking your inspiration from foundational uh, uh practices you know we already have a, a Troy Baker and a Nolan North, right? We don't need mm-hmm. you. We need don't need somebody who's doing an impression of them. You know. Yes. What What is it about you and your voice and your acting? Because um, because there's the acting part is even more important than the voice part because mm. there are some actors that just have their voice and I I can tell you like I'll, I'll be like oh, okay so you want me to like age it up or age it down or, or you know do you want you want an accent or something mm. like I don't know just 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 be you which is just just I'm give like, some okay. Erica that's great right just give yeah, 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 which yeah, is absolutely. I'm like you don't actually mean that you don't actually mean that but I understand like you <laughs> yes like, but I understand what your you're going voice. for <laughs> yeah 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 and just have fun with it you know? just have fun with it oh yeah yeah I will I refuse. 
I refuse. <laughs> I can't. Uh, it's not in my practice. Acting is about fun. It's not about playing. It must be painful. It's, it's, I've, hey, also, hey like, gang. Yes. Um, can I interrupt us just super quickly? My dog has taken four massive shits on the floor. No. So I'm just going to go. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean by four? <laughs> I have follow-up questions to this dump. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so small. This is a new oh, lore drop. Uh, Biscuit just made four. The thing is, the thing is Liv, I don't even know what to tell you. I don't think Daniel can cut this from the episode. I think this has <laughs> to stay in. This has got to stay. <laughs> this has got to stay in. Daniel, don't you dare. You can see a little bit of the floor behind me. I'm going to just turn my camera off so you can't see it. Give me one sec. I'll be back now. Hey, That's buddy. okay. Biscuit has uh, steamy lore. <laughs> Biscuit's coming in hot there. I love it. Hot steamy. Um, Hot and steamy. I was actually uh, going to say that because uh, we have already uh, taken up uh, so much of your time, Erica, we really appreciate you uh, obviously coming on to talk to us. Uh, Jeremy, uh, since Liv is predisposed, doing what? Who knows? Yes. Because I don't know if Daniel's cut that bit before or not. No, uh, that's staying Jeremy, in. Jeremy, yeah, that's staying in. Okay. Uh, Liv's picking up poo. So whilst Liv's picking up poo, uh, Jeremy. Your bare hands. Why your bare hands, Liv? <laughs> don't put it in your pocket, Stop. Liv. Stop, stop. Je- don't Jeremy, put it there. Stop. North, Jeremy down. I know Jeremy, it feels bad. solid, but it's not going to stay that way spray. in your pocket. Jeremy, Trust I'll me, I've, I've experienced this with butter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was going to ask if you had any last questions, but yes. I'm going to veto anything that you might possibly no. say next. Uh, I would like to just, I would like to throw it to the tail from the table. That's what I would. That's like exactly to do. what. I, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to do. Yeah. Mm. Um, so basically, Erica, we always do uh, the thing to wrap up our guest episodes. We like to uh, invite our guests to share a tale from the table. So this can be. Uh, this is basically just anything that's memorable that has happened at a table, um, and it can be something that is uh, epic. It can be something that was really funny. It can be something that's really heartfelt. Uh, it can be anything that you want it to be. Basically, uh, it's just like something that immediately jumps into your head as like this little a moment that happened and it can be from like a home game it can be a stream whatever you want it to be i have so i mean over a decade of stories uh also <laughs> so, I what a statement Hannah? i love that i have a decade of stories over over a decade of incredible yeah, but uh also i can't believe we were talking for over an hour that was a delight went so quickly that was amazing yeah. that was so fast you're all delightful um <laughs> I will say um, the seven uh, on mm. Dimension Twenty mm. dropout, Heck yeah. uh, DM'd by Brennan Lee Mulligan and uh, starring Abria Iyengar and uh, <laughs> Becca Scott and Izzy Roland. And, I think we've heard about this Brennan uh, guy before. Was he? Is he yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's this uh, Brennan? Who, Brennan uh, Lee Mulaney uh, and <laughs> Brennan Lee uh, Mulaney. Reka Shankar okay. and uh, Persephone uh, <laughs> Valentine and uh, God, who is that? No, is that everyone? Brennan? Did you say Izzy? Izzy. Yes, yeah, so Brennan, yes. Izzy, um, Becca, Abria, Brie, Becca, Persephone. Persephone, you. Yeah, and Brennan. Uh, wait, no, because there's seven of them. And Reka, yeah. And the, oh, you got and then me. Me. I'm the, yeah. I'm, I'm the yeah. seven. I'm yeah, the seven. You, you were also <laughs> in it. It's you. You uh, were not just sitting well, outside and, of the dome for, for sure. Moment, yeah. Looking I mean, in. We were in the balcony. What are you talking about? Like, I, <laughs> I will never forget the energy from that table because, you know, I, I have been in, in so many games and it's been such a delight to get to play with 
some of the loveliest people in the world and some of the best storytellers in the world. But there was something about the seven that all mm. femmes at the table, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and all, all, you know, Brennan gave us the space and, and encouraged, encouraged us to have the space and, and teed us up and even stepped back, you know, when he, he knew he knows exactly when to step back. Mm-hmm. Everybody supporting each other in the most feral way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, like, uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure, like, not to tell tales out of school, but I think all of us at some point during that production had that moment of, of I don't belong here. I, this is like, these people are oh. incredible. I, I don't, wh- wh- why am I here? I, I, and then just getting in our heads and spiraling a little bit. Um, but... You know, everybody at that table, yes, ended each other in a huge way. In at the table with our decisions, um, with uh, you know, we we did even referred to it where one person made a joke and the other person repeated it loud enough for everybody to hear, with, with giving it credit to that other person. Yeah. And that's just something. It, there was a freedom to it, and and mm. yeah, definitely, like like it was. It's something so special, and it's something that I want for everybody, regardless of if they're playing on camera or at home with friends. It's just a feeling of complete safety and support um, where, mm-hmm. where you're Absolutely. sprinting through the hills with another, with your feral pack of, of, <laughs> of friends. Because, you know, to this day, we all still are in the same – we we have the, the seven uh, chat, uh, like, mm-hmm. a, like a group oh. chat. And we'll, we'll, you know, share memes or or mm. wins or losses. <laughs> and Reka brings us all together to sign things occasionally so that we she can auction it off for charity. And Aww, I, there's something so special about it. And every time I think about that show and how it ended, everybody there were there were six characters that had complete character arcs and and mm-hmm. these full mm. worlds and I, I don't know thank you for letting me i i, I just generally i my, all my my heart goes to the the casting crew of the seven always it oh, was life-changing absolutely. experience it was a really so special great. show <clears throat> i have to say yeah, yeah really yeah, incredible actually. and also i think to persephone talk about it and mm. has the same love for it as, like as you do and it's just it's great to hear about it <laughs> yeah it's wonderful it's really wonderful i think i speak on behalf of the other halflings when i say that you will always belong here in this space because you're an incredible person and it is a yeah. joy to uh get to talk to you uh it's it's still kind of mind-blowing uh <laughs> we you know getting to talk to all these amazing people and you are absolutely up there so uh you will mm-hmm. always always uh belong as one of us and uh Thank you so much for giving up your time, coming to talk to us, yes. uh, and the halflings today. Really appreciate it, uh, Erica Ishii. Please tell everyone uh, what you're up to and where they can find you on the internet. I, uh, I am at Erica Ishii on Twitter and at the Erica Ishii on TikTok and Instagram. I. Uh, Worlds Beyond Number, a new podcast that will be yes. uh, will be dropping the first episode March first, and uh, we have a Patreon That's going what up. That Brennan on guy February you mentioned, 1st. right? With that yeah. that that uh, that Burnham Burnham Brandon yeah Brendan and it's with Brennan and Abria and Lou Wilson and uh, we, with oh Taylor God. from uh, mm-hmm. Fortunate Horse. And it's just 
again, that that feeling of, of just sprinting along with these absolute uh, demons of of, of <laughs> storytelling. And I just, mm. yeah. Um, and I guess if you are listening to this, then the art drop, which is happening today, has already happened. So, Ooh. yeah. Ooh, that's um, exciting. You can, oh you can find that, that at, uh, at Worlds Beyond Pod on Twitter. Uh, and soon, where where all fine podcasts are found. Thank you. This was honestly such a treat. I, I feel like I, it, it was oh, a real you. privilege to get to chat with all of you. Thank you. Thank you no, for joining. Thank you, us. honestly, you. so. Much. <laughs> Yeah. It was, uh, it was a- an absolute blast. And uh, I, mm-hmm. again, speak for everyone when I say how excited we are for Worlds Beyond Number. So uh, we will definitely uh, be checking that out. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you've enjoyed this episode of Through Black Halflings, um, Jeremy, and where can people find you on the internet? Well, you can find me on Twitter uh, and Hive at Jeremy Cobb One. That's Cobb with two Bs and the number one. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. Still don't remember what it's called. Uh, but uh, yeah, if, if one of you wants to send, Erica, my my thing. You can follow me, Erica. I have not posted Absolutely. a single photo. Uh, I do not plan to f- post one until I, I hit 150 followers. <laughs> Never having said the name of the Instagram it. or <laughs> having posted if any photos. If you don't gotta be on social media, then don't do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy's taking that to a whole new level. <laughs> Liv, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me uh, over on Twitter at Does Dark Magic, and you can find me in other places. What are they? Olivia Does Dark Magic, usually in, in a bunch of places. Uh, you can find us on youtube.com forward slash three black halflings, and you can find me over on Dicebreaker, youtube.com forward slash Dicebreaker. There are games and actual plays, and it's fun. Sweet. Uh, and you can find me at JW underscore Cartwright um, on all of the social medias. And uh, you can follow the show at the number three Black Halflings. So three Black Halflings. And you can check out our Patreon, which has a bunch of bonus content, uh, which is patreon.com forward slash TB Halflings. All the links are in the descriptions below. We even have sweet merch. I'm actually wearing oh, some yeah. sweet merch right Ooh, now. You can, yeah. you can wear some of this stuff. I've been it's thinking, cool. I've tasted oh, that's it. such it a is nice color sweet. the whole time. Yeah. It is actually, mm. honestly, these jumpers are so comfortable. I wear them every day pretty much (laughs) Uh, I love it Um, so thank you so much uh, to our incredible guest Erica Ishii thank you so much for joining us Uh, this has been a long time coming and I'm so glad we made it happen Uh, for all of you that listened to this episode thank you so much and we will see you next week so long Shire Folk so long Shire Folk so long Shire Folk you can do it too if you want to yeah really so long Shire Folk the road goes on and on There are a few things that will immediately get as visceral response as going, yeah, Spen. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, other every, than, it's, other it's than about somebody. as much as Psalm. Yeah, exactly. Psalm. The most the most recognizable <laughs> syllable in modern music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Spen. Oh, I love yeah. it. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>